The following podcast is brought to you by Lady Norland's Cajun Cafe, RVA's favorite Cajun hideaway, in the fan at the corner of Maine and Stafford. Find out more at ladynorlands.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. Yes, sir, brother. What a performance. What a performance. Golly, Moses, it's a roller coaster with this team sometimes. But I'll tell you something. The, the, this is this is the platform to build on, you know. They wanted Vanderbilt, and it was great because it was a uh, because it was ugly and it was tough and it was a, you know. As I said when we I did the post game pod for that. And by the way, welcome to VC Rams Rewind. Uh, here in the victory after a great victory against Syracuse, sixty seven fifty five. We are sponsored by Lady Nolans in in Richmond. Cajun food. If you're sick of turkey, uh, uh, if you're sick of turkey and that sort of thing on Friday or Saturday, get down to Lady Nolans and who knows if we're celebrating a great run in this tournament, get down there and celebrate for that. Holy mackerel. This, this is just the way these guys, you know, took the challenge today. Didn't start well. Had a then then picked it up and played great in the middle of the first half and then just did a bunch of things wrong in the in the in the final minutes of the first half. You thought, oh God, you know this is yet this is yet another game where they're actually playing decently, but it's not reflecting on the scoreboard. This is another game where their offense is going to stink it up. But guess what? This offense has woke up. This offense woke up in the second half. 17 of 30, that's 56%. So, unbelievably, that is two games in a row where VCU shoots over 50% in the second half. But this time, because they had one more shot than Syracuse, it paid dividends. What a – and yes, Michael P. Dunn, that's absolutely right. They were 5 of 10 from 3 in the second half. But that's the key. They were judicious with their three-point shots. They weren't just chucking it up like everybody does against Syracuse. They were judicious. And when you get that and 17 of 30, you get what Bruce Stevenson said, 44 points in the second half. Remarkable. 57 in game one, 44, which is what they got in the whole game against Wagner, uh, for, you know, 48 in total against flipping Vanderbilt, and then what was it, 50, 56 or 55 against or whatever it was against um, – Tennessee Chattanooga, they it only took them eight minutes of the second half to get as many field goals made as they had in the entire first half. And yes, Chris Conway, that was key. Using that timeout in, in the end when they're going to turn over, then they turned it over anyway, but Bayheim helped us, uh, us out with a brick. And let's just talk about this VCU defense, which we do a lot, to be fair. But but this is, it, it really is remarkable. Syracuse, is shoot is a team as a team was scoring a bunch of points. They sc- even though they lost against Colgate, they scored eighty five. Uh, they had one of the top three point shooters in the country coming in. They shoot eighteen of sixty two. That's twenty nine percent. 
for the game. 29%. And they only make two three threes in the second half. Two for 10, they were five for 23. And think of this. The two Bayheims had 37 of their points. They're 11 of, th- and that's the other, but that's the thing. They had 37 points. It took 30 shots. Took 30 shots to get them. They were three from 11 from three. Everybody else, everybody else on that team is seven for 32 and two for 12 from three. And that, folks, is how you get Capone. And there are so many heroes to talk about. Let's start with what Bruce Stevenson said. Can we talk about Levi Stockard? Absolutely the best game Levi Stockard has played in a VCU uniform. There is no doubt about it. What has been our frustration with him? That when he gets the ball in good positions down low, he does two things that drive us nuts. He, he, he'll, get the, he'll get a shot up and he'll somehow miss it close. And then the second thing is he'll get in good position, and because he's been missing close, he doesn't have the confidence to go and finish. Well, today he went and finished, but not just that. You don't expect Levi Stockard to tie the team lead in assists. He had four assists, and a couple of them were just absolutely outstanding passes. The one near the end of the game when he does the turn, and I thought, oh, Levi, what are you doing? You had you had an open shot, and he Catches Ward on the backside, and Ward slams it in. Hassan Chop! Beautiful. Absolutely outstanding. Um, yes, and, and Chris, that's the same thing with Ward, too. He, he's got to be more aggressive down low. But you're absolutely right, Chris MJ. When the, bugs, when, the, when the big start pump faking, dribbling, and pivoting down low, we pulled ahead. That's absolutely right. Uh, well, Doug, I've just, I didn't wear the VCU shirt today because... I was running around all day doing stuff, and then I just got to the house where I'm broadcasting so I could watch the game on the deuce, and I didn't play the uh, VCU thing. I didn't, play the v- I didn't wear the VCU shirt. Uh, so it's just one of those things. I, like I said, I, was, I actually got a lot done today, having the day off, which I asked for and got from work. I'm, just, I, I'm so made up. Stockard, you know, 15 points, a fantastic job. Jaden Nunn, I think he had nothing in the first half. I think he had zero points in the first half. Yeah, Nunn had zero points, zero assists. You know, he comes in and gets an assist, but gets eight points. He makes two big threes. Jaden Nunn's shot selection. This is a freshman, and his shot selection was terrific. Three for four. Uh, Keyshawn Curry, nine big points in the first half to keep us in it. Marcus Sahonis hits the big jumper. Near the buzzer, it's the second straight game where it looked like they were going to be way, but they were going to be further behind than they should have been. Hits the big jumper at the end of the half to kind of keep us in contact. Also, three assists, no turnovers out of him. And let's talk about the turnovers. So many times we were frustrated, flipping four turnovers in the second half. That's it. When this team doesn't turn the ball over, they are capable of producing. They are absolutely capable of producing, uh, and you see it there. They get 44 points in the second half, and again, Syracuse is a bad defensive team. They just gave up 100 to doggone Colgate, but so what? This is the second-worst offensive team in the country coming into this game. We talked about it in the, in the fan group, and by the way, for those of you listening, VCU, good, the bad, and the ugly. Good group to be in, fun game thread to be in. We have a blast, but we talk, you know, that was the talk before the game. Second worst offense of the country, 
and they come up with 67 points, come up with 44 in the second half. Absolutely outstanding. This, this, and, and, and I got to give it to the coaches. They played this zone right. They didn't throw the ball around and then jack up shots. They, they absolutely, they, they attacked in that, they attacked the zone, mainly with bounce passes and passing into it. There wasn't a whole lot of dribble drive. They did a fantastic job against it. You know, it's funny, Patrick Kelly, Nick Kern's numbers won't look good, but a couple of times Nick Kern drove the ball into the lane and his getting the defense to collapse on him created an offensive rebound for VCU that ended up paying dividends. And look at this, you know, they end up losing the rebounding battle. Yes. They ended up losing the offensive rebounding battle. Yes. Understand that. They got to be better. They were outscored 16 to 6 in second chance points. But let's be honest, Syracuse was getting nothing outside of that. Let me look at the second half. Here's the second half. They get 28 points and they get eight. It's eight to two second half, second chance points in the second half. I mean, VCU just stifled them, stifled them from the field. I mean, this is, it really was such an outstanding effort. I don't even know where to, it's just hard to pick one guy out. Uh, I want to, I don't want, I want to play, play, uh, praise Kern. You know, I want to praise Nichols had some key contributions in the first half. Uh, and, and let's talk about Vince Williams, Vince Williams, two for 10, one of those was the dunk right at the end in what was essentially garbage time. But he had four assists and some of them. I mean, that outlet pass for Curry that created a basket and a foul there, three-point play. I mean, seriously, that there can't be many guys in the, in the NCAA that are better at that outlet pass than Vince Williams. Rarely do I see you see him airmail somebody or miss his pass. Passing was absolutely outstanding. Vince Williams played great defense. And he just he did he just did little little things, and that's the other thing. VCU did the little things tonight. They got when they needed to box out, they got some key box outs. You know, they made when they shut they shut off the drives, and they didn't get they didn't get chasing on the perimeter. So you didn't you saw Syracuse take some open threes, but they weren't they weren't really in the context of the offense. And then free throws, Bruce Stevenson, absolutely right. Twelve of seventeen from the game, seventy percent. That's the floor. You want to be better than that, but if you shoot at least 70%, you're going to be a good team. Five of seven in the second half, and that's the amazing thing. They didn't get put on the line at the end of the game like I thought they were going to. Didn't happen. But let's talk about this offense one more time. Let's go back to that. 17 made field goals, 14 assists in the second half. 14 assists on 17 made field goals. Folks, when you see that, you are watching almost as good an offense as you're going to see. There, there will be other teams, Gonzaga and others, that it'll look better and smoother and more beautiful. But if you're getting 14 assists on 17 made baskets, you are running a great offense, you are sharing the basketball, you are playing the right way, and you are winning basketball games like this. And who knows if Syracuse is going to end up being any good. They got problems defensively. We all know that. If you're giving up 44 to the second and a half to the second worst offense in the country, you got problems. But that is that is the template. That is the template to make this work. They don't have a true point guard, as the announcers pointed out several times. But 
if you're if you can get the ball up the floor without having a problem, then you can find a way to make it work. VCU found a way to make it work. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different guys gets get assists tonight. We, uh, uh, yeah, Williams, Curry, Nunn, Stockard, Brown, Jones, Deloach, who had two assists and five rebounds. By the way, good game out of him. I liked his game tonight. Sahonis, uh, Kern, and Banks. Nine different guys getting assists. That's how you make up for it. That is how you can overcome not having your star point guard out there. And it's just, it's absolutely tremendous. And you go to the other side, Syracuse, three assists on 10 made baskets, eight assists on 18 made baskets for the game. That's what we were doing in the last game against Chattanooga. It's hard to win doing that. It's hard to win when you got one, two, three, four, five guys that get assists, and that it, that's it. Granted, they don't play nearly as many people as we do. But this was this collective effort was so good. I just oh gosh, I I can't I cannot praise it highly enough because where it was just a matter of cussedness and 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 indefat and an indefatigable nature against Vanderbilt and just being a little bit tougher. In some respects, this was to me. This was all about this was this was beautiful. This was the sort of thing you want to see. This is how you've got you've got to play if you want to be a great team. And they were a great team tonight. I, I just my goodness. Somebody asked about blocks for Ward. They only have him for three. I actually kind of thought he got more than three, uh, but they had eight blocks in the game. And that's the thing. I think Syracuse, after a good start with blocks, that's the other thing. Syracuse had five blocks. They had about three in the first in the first um, uh, in in the first five six minutes of the game. So they really did not block any shots after that. Um, what a tremendous tremendous effort! I, I just I cannot I cannot praise this highly enough. I cannot you know throw throw the bouquets and throw the flowers in the direction of VCU enough. This is the, and they can play like this all year. That's the thing they have to keep in their mind. They can play like this all year. They can play like this against anybody because look, the book on them coming in this game is use that zone and shut off that inside. Syracuse couldn't do it. If we play Baylor, who's a really good defense, who at least last year was one of the best defensive teams in the country, and I'm quite sure will be one of the best defensive teams in the country this year as well. You know, if they could, you know, it'll be a big challenge. But I'll tell you what, I th- I think we can take that challenge, and and it's just so exciting. Five p.m. tomorrow in a semifinal in the winners bracket. We talked about how important it is to be in that winners bracket. Unless we get an upset tonight, we're going to be playing a top ten team tomorrow, and then we're going to be playing another ranked team in the third place game because two ranked teams, one Connecticut, outlasted Auburn. And Michigan State outlasted future A-10 member Loyola of Chicago. So, I mean, all I wanted when we saw this bracket come out was a shot at the defending national champions. Because I'm just trying to think in my mind, how many times would VCU have played the defending national champions? You'd have probably had to go back to the Metro Conference days when they were in the same league as Louisville. I'm trying to think if that would have happened since then. And I doubt it. Um because I don't think they beat the defending champs on their way to the Final Four in 2011. 
somebody can check me on that. And if they check me on that, that's fine. But, but what an opportunity because you're playing the defending national champions on national television, especially if, especially if the NFL games turn out to be stinky. There'll be a lot of eyeballs on that game tomorrow at 5 o'clock. What an opportunity for this team. And look, I know the home losses were frustrating, and right now they don't look like great losses. Who knows what they will in the end of the, end of the season. Um, I thought Michigan State was 22. I thought when I was watching the game earlier they were 22, Bruce Stevenson. Maybe Michigan State's not ranked, but I thought Michigan State was 22 in the, uh, in the, in the poll. I'm going to look that up right now. Uh, while I'm while I'm doing this, but what an opportunity! You know, this is such an opportunity in a in a big, you know, in a in one of the premier tournaments. I mean, Maui and the Battle for Atlantis have become are basically the two premier tournaments uh, in in college basketball now. Since sadly, the Great Alaska Shootout is no more, uh, and the, the you know the Hall of Fame Classic, a few other ones, and they and they messed up the preseason NIT. Those schmoes. So it's not the tournament it once was, but this is one of the premier tournaments. And if they could get to the final of this tournament, oh baby, wouldn't that be fantastic? Okay, I guess Michigan State wasn't ranked. I thought they were ranked, but they're not. But I, I, I must have. You know what? I must have confused them with Connecticut, who were ranked. Anyway, though, we might get Connecticut in that in that in, the, in that semifinal. So whatever. This is this is just this is a tremendous tremendous win, and again. Unlike Vanderbilt, which was pretty pretty motley and terrible to sit through, that second half was absolutely fantastic. That was art. That was something that could hang in a gallery. We talked about I talked about when they played Vanderbilt, that was like your child's finger painting where you stick it on the fringe and you love it. Everybody else goes, What the heck is that? This was a Picasso in the second half. Uh, just just a tremendous performance. And again, Coaching staff deserves credit because, you know, they know they knew what they were up against with Syracuse in that zone, and they didn't fall in the trap that so many teams fall into. So that's number one. And yeah, the Bayheims got their points, but they had to work for them. They had to work for them, and that'll be the challenge. You know, that'll be the challenge against Baylor. Is that some of those are they're going to have to they got they got some really good players who score a lot. They may get their points, but make them work. Don't let them be efficient. And look, as I said before, 11 of 30 from the field. And what a job they did on Swider, who came in, you know, with a great average and playing great. Two for 14. They they had they had they had Swider just to- totally locked up. It was great. And yes, Isaac Arthur Ham, that's right. I'm with you on that. Tomorrow is the revenge for the COVID DQ. Because could you just imagine? How much it would mean, and what a big and what a big statement it would be, and how it would reverberate around the country if they could knock off the defending national champions. That's what's on offer. Oh, man, I just this is this is like I say this it, the Vanderbilt game was felt this way, but this is even more so. This is the game that you that you build your season off of. This is the platform to be successful, uh, and and. Yes, Isaac Arthurham, we're a depleted team, but we have to stop. Here's here's the mentality, and I think this mentality is there. That stuff's happened. We can't do anything about it. Those injuries, bones going to the NBA, that's done. We've got what we've got. 
And then if you know when, when players can come back and play and be healthy, that's great. Let's move forward, not worry about it. And we do, and we don't feel sorry for ourselves, and we just charge forward, you know, chest out and saying and, and leading with our chin and saying, We're gonna come for you. This this was that kind of performance today. And again, I don't I I hope I haven't skipped over anybody because they all did a hell of a job. I mean, you, you think about this. You know, their highest rebounders were Deloach with five rebounds, and he only had 13 minutes. He made some plays, and Curry with five rebounds, but a whole lot of guys with four rebounds in that, in that too. So this, this was just a total team effort. Brown Jones, I want to praise – you know what? I, I skipped over him. I want to praise him. Didn't he make some big plays in the second half? You know, made that wonderful shot fake to get Edwards to foul himself out of the game. Huge play in the game. You know, it's, and, and here's the thing. Yes, these players are going to frustrate us at times. And yes, there are going to be mo- moments where fans like yourself, Isaac Arthur Ham, call them out when they don't play well. But I tell you something. These young men are showing the kind of mentality that, you know what, let's stick with them. Let's stick with them when they frustrate us and struggle because, you know what, you got to feel like at some point they're going to come good and get it right. And, and, it's, and it's happened today. You know, Brown Jones made two key plays in that second half. Uh, uh, you know, Ward, who got on our nerves, but he made some good plays in the second half. None, you know, first couple of games not great, really has picked it up the last two games. And again, he's a freshman, and his improvement already is is something to behold because you just you, – you often don't see freshmen improve this much this quick. So none's got me totally excited. And think of this. They win a game where Vince Williams, who's supposed to be their flag bearer and standard bearer, goes 2 for 10, goes 0 for 7 from 3. 0 for 7 from 3, and they win. And again, they win comfortably. They win convincingly. So that just that just shows you what a great team effort this was tonight and just how together these guys are. I just... You know, even they get frustrated with some of the foul calls and stuff, but they got over it and got back to playing hard. They didn't dwell on stuff. I love these guys' mentality. And yes, Bruce Stevenson, Marcus Sahonis was terrific tonight. And I and it's funny because none played really well off the bench. And then starting today was kind of okay. Sahonis played really well off the bench. When he started, it's been kind of eh. I mean, it's just I think I think it's just going to have to be something done by feel with Mike Rhodes with these two guys, but you know tonight they got a good game out of both of them. I mean, let let and let me just finish off with that. Nunn and Sahonis together, seven to 10, 20 points, twenty points on ten shots from these two guys. You know, look, you get that kind of production out of your transfer and out of your freshman. I'll tell you what. They're going to be hard to beat because Vince Williams ain't going to go two for ten every night, and he ain't going to be zero for seven from three over uh, uh, every night either. So, if it's Baylor, bring it the heck on, bring it the heck on. And again, it's I want it to be Baylor because I want that game against the national champion. I I just do. I mean, theoretically, it would be easier in air quotes to to beat Arizona State, but of course, if Arizona State beats Baylor, then obviously that means they're a pretty good team too. But I want it to be Baylor. I want it to be Baylor so bad because what an op- what an opportunity that is. And I mean, I mean there's no, there's no, it's not a, it's a win-win. 
it's just a win-win if we get to play Baylor. So I hope that's what happens. So thank you all for listening. Lady Nollins, after, after Turkey Day, after you've had some leftovers and maybe you're tired of turkey, get on over there and get some freaking Cajun food. And look, if they, get, if they win tomorrow against whoever it is and they're in the, and they're in the final, then, then get over there to celebrate because whatever happens, that would be something. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank everybody in, in the VCU Good and the Bag of the Ugly Root group for the chat tonight, for the comments, for the game thread, which was great. Thank you all for listening. See you all live tomorrow for this game. It's good. I'm going to be live, no question. Friday is going to be different because now that they're in the winner's bracket, I'm working Friday, so I'll be listening to the game while I'm working and you'll get a pod, you'll get a pod, and you'll get a video later that night after I rewatch the game. And that's the plan, that's the plan going forward. But thank you all for listening. What a win. Celebrate that. Celebrate it tonight. Celebrate it tomorrow before we play that game. Heck, rewatch it if you can to warm yourself up. It was that good. Have a good night, everybody. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.